All right. Welcome to the Couch Time Podcast, where we give you tools to connect with your kids and point them to Jesus. I'm Josh, and I am here with my good friend, Aaron Barnett. What's up, dude? Josh, I love you, by the way. Just oh, so you know. thanks, man. I, I don't mind too. everybody knowing that. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah. We've known each other for a very long time. It's true. It's like 21 years. It's crazy. We used to be in youth group in this room. Yep. Back when you were yeah. in high school. Isn't that weird? And the, All right, side yeah. note. Sorry. Man. And I was, I was, I remember being kind of disappointed that upstairs wasn't finished by the time we graduated. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. Crazy times. All right. Enough about us. We are going to talk about chapter five of Engaging Your Teen's World by David Eaton, Jeremiah Callahan with Alan Briggs. From Axis Ministries, um, it's it's on translating culture. It, this chapter talks about what it is, why it's important, and actually, Aaron and I were just talking. It's it's actually pretty fun because this specific chapter gives you an outline, like a super practical outline for how to go about translating culture and engaging with your kid. So. Aaron, I'd love to just talk about, so the the title chapter, Translating Culture. What is translating culture, cultural translation? Yeah, yeah. Um, So for anybody who's listening who it's their first and they haven't listened to past, go back and just glance at the either get the book and glance at the chapters previous Mm -hmm. or listen to the previous episodes talking about the previous chapters because it's – it builds and yeah. it talks about and leads up to why yep. translating culture should even matter, mm, uh, and it does good. a it does a really good job of um, explaining why biblically, yeah. culturally, yeah. Um, you know the relevance for you and your family, your right. teens, whether you're a parent of teens or you work with teens, yep. or you you know you just want to know better how to engage in the culture that is the teens' culture. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would encourage you to do that, but essentially. Translating culture is um, culture is a changing, shifting thing, mm. um, and the book kind of outlines. And my takeaway from it is there is a gap between parents and their the parents' culture and the yeah. teens' culture. Right, and so there is a need for the more mature people, aka the parents, yeah. to translate their kids' culture mm-hmm. so that they can better teach them truth yeah better help them understand truth better help them uh you know learn christ and Mm -hmm. point them to christ and who he is and what he did and what difference he makes on their life if we don't understand culture the values what's important what's popular then it's like there's going to be a disconnect between the truth that you've got Mm -hmm. and what they've got and so it's not that culture is right or wrong it's just understanding it Mm. so that you can impact and Mm. influence in it yep so it's it's not that a a culture is necessarily right or wrong but um there's different ones and the more you know about it the better you'll be able to have an impact within it yeah that's huge yeah the on page 60 it says uh, that cultural translation is the ability to understand, participate, and engage, and transform a given culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and, man, I one of the things I was thinking about, too, is, um, so 
like you were saying, Aaron, there, there are these, there's the parents' culture and then there's the teens' culture, and they're just different. What's kind of the opportunity here, I think, is, um, you know, it's really hard for students to believe that Jesus is for me mm-hmm. if they think that the Bible or Jesus or God has just outdated. Mm-hmm. And so for you to kind of step in and kind of like, well, hold on, here's what this means. Here, here, here let me translate this for you. Let me, let me uh, take what you know and show you why the Bible isn't just some outdated old book, but it, mm-hmm. it actually does speak to that. Um, it will, by, by doing that, you actually show the relevance of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a huge thing. So um, I'm, I'm curious, like, so f- from the book, what stood out to you from the examples, um, like specifically, cause it's like, we want to take everything back to the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. So like, the book talks about some examples from the Bible about people who were culture translators. Was there anything that like stood out to you that was helpful or anything like that? Yeah, and it didn't give me anything new for sure. Um, but the two examples that it gave, um, it talked about Jesus and Paul as cultural translators. But what I loved that stood out to me more, so I had heard about those two. Yeah, but what I what was new to me is the, I forget the names, uh, but just to give you the gist of it, it, it gave three examples of Christians in the Bible who tried to, like there's three approaches to culture. It mm. talked about those who, there was the Roman culture, mm-hmm. and then there were the Christians in that, and there was these Christians that isolated themselves, so they fled away from the Roman culture. Yep. Like they tried to isolate themselves from it. Well, then there's these people who were the revolutionists yes. who tried to, like, fight against the Roman culture. Right. And they were always fighting and clashing with it. Mm-hmm. And then there were the people who were in the middle, yep. the Pharisees, Sadducees, who were, it's like, you might as well, you know, adopt the Roman culture. You can't right. beat it. You can't get away from it. Right. So there were these three groups. It's like, yeah, okay, I've seen all of that in Scripture where it's talked about. It's like, well, how did Jesus engage culture? Yes. So then it came in and used Jesus and Paul as these examples of— Here's what our like we can't follow these examples, but whose example should we follow? It's like mm. Christ. He engaged culture masterfully. He was yeah. perfect at it, actually. Mm-hmm. But the thing that's really cool is not like, oh, that's how we're supposed to do it. It's why he did it. Mm. It's because mm-hmm. he loves people. Yeah. Like that's how you connect with people's hearts. Yeah. Which is the whole go back and read the beginning part of this book. That's what it's all about. Connecting yeah. with their heart. That's yeah. what Jesus wanted to do. And culturally engaging is how you do that Mm, so um i don't know if that answers your question but it's like that's i get passionate about it because it's like that's what jesus was doing yeah he was loving people but how did he love them he engaged them where they were right um i'm curious so this question just kind of came up um in my head so there there's three things isolation revolution integration like I'd almost like to like riff on those for just a second about like what are the dangers of like going Ooh. to those extremes. So yeah. like isolation. Why why is it bad to just like what what would it look like for somebody to isolate themselves? Yeah, I don't know. We're getting away from the book getting into more of, <laughs> you know, our, you know, pastoral, mm-hmm. you know, as far as shepherding I would say the dangers of isolating yourself is 
you are um, you're living out of fear, mm. um, which is yeah. not good. Right. Um, and so thinking about the kingdom of God and it's like, what kingdom are you living for? Mm. I would be curious the motivation. It's like, why are you like, what is your goal right. for right. isolating? Like what? Um, so I think a lot of people that I see families in particular that I see do this. Uh, and I think my family even did this to a certain extent growing mm. up, you isolate because it's easier to make a new culture. That mm. is what you want. Right. It's easier to do that than to do the hard work of trying to utilize the culture that's there with the pros and the many yes. cons. Yes. Um, the big negative that was in my life and that I've seen in others is okay. Well, teens, now don't know how to engage and remedy the mm. culture that they're going to be adults in someday. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. like parents aren't training them to do that. Mm -hmm. They're just sheltering them. Yes. Right. But then everything's going to hit the fan and be jacked up when yeah. all of a sudden they jump into the deep end of the pool and it's like, oh, oh. like there was stuff I didn't know how to process and think mm -hmm. through and redeem. So that's mm -hmm. that would probably be the danger yeah. as far as isolating. Like it's good short term. Yes. I think a lot of it's out of fear. A lot of it's out of trying to instill good things. Yes. But there's going to be consequences yeah. later on. I, I, I kind of feel like with all these, there's like, well, at least especially for these first two, there can be like initial good motivations, but how yeah. it plays out. Uh, and, and when you pair, especially this one with fear, mm -hmm. you're right. Like God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Which um, which in the beginning of the book, I'd say there's, you know, be a third way parent. It's yes. like to engage your kid. It's like you can either bury your head in the sand. Yeah. You can... Oh, what was the other one? I'm forgetting now. But there's there's three ways to parent, to engage your kids. And one of them is to kind of let them do what they want. And, you know, that's engaging. It's like right. that's out of fear. You're afraid. Like it's too hard. There's like you don't understand. Or there's, you know, controlling. Yep. But the third way is to go after their heart and, yeah. and kind of work through and talk. And it's a give and it's a take and it's an ongoing process. You know, not this fearful, but this looking forward hope and trying to instill in them right. something rather than just be scared of all the what ifs. For sure. Um, no, that's great. Yeah. So the the second one is revolution, and I kind of feel like it's a little bit of you, you're talking about the three ways the fight. Yeah. Right. What what what's the fight like, or flight? That's what it was in the beginning. Yeah, the yeah Fight yeah. or flight, or the third way, which is to engage. Yeah. yeah. So with with the revolutionary sort of mentality, like. What what's sort of the like danger with that? Coming off twenty twenty is a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where you were at on the spectrum, listeners, as far as whether you were the revolutionary or not. But we saw a lot of it in twenty twenty. Um, I know a lot of parents, a lot of kids saw a lot of adults fighting against authority. Mm -hmm. um, is what I would say and mm -hmm. characterize that as, as far as the revolution. It's like yeah. in a culture. There are perceived leaders right. of that culture who are the ones that people who who don't like that culture or even people who do like that culture, they're the ones who everybody's looking to. Mm -hmm. So they're either the superstar or they're the enemy, yeah. whoever that is, whether it's, yeah. you know, whether it's leadership in, in the political system mm -hmm. or it's church authority. Yeah. So I think biblically it comes down to a matter of submission mm -hmm. um, and God's clear how he calls us to submit. Yeah. So in Roman culture, which I don't fully understand, I'm not a scholar, but sin is 
what we should be fighting. Right. Not necessarily leadership that we don't like what they're doing, Mm -hmm. or maybe even if we don't agree with why they're doing it, if it's not, if it's not something that's causing us to sin or they're not asking us to do something that God has asked us not to do, or they're asking us to do something that God has told us not to do, it's like, we're supposed to submit. And that's hard, especially when it comes to teenagers Mm -hmm. and trying to help them navigate life. I think that's also a fear. You know, it's like you're afraid of what's going to happen if we do things how they're doing it Mm because we don't like it. Our preference, and it might it might go against conviction in some cases, and if that's true, it better be biblical conviction. Right. If that's the case, then you fight. Right. But if it's not, and it's not if preference, then it's like I would I would say check your heart mm-hmm. and the motivation for why you're wanting to revolt. Because I think some people, their personalities, their tendency is to to fight, okay. and other people, the tendency is to okay, whatever, I'm out of here. Right. So I think that there's like anything in the Bible, there's a extremes that we can go to. And exactly yes. what we're talking about, like engaging the culture. It's like right. that's in the middle. Yes, it's yes. not. It's not isolating, but it's also not revolting and fighting. Like right. I think that there's times for both of those, but mm-hmm. it's not one or the other. Yeah, that's so. great. And I think even towards the end of this chapter, it talks a little bit about uh, just being careful to like make sure that like a- as you are engaging with your kid, it's less of. A- there are things God is against, right? That That is clear from Scripture. But if you only talk about the things God is against mm. versus the things he's for. Man, yeah, that's really that, good at the end of the that's book. That's huge. And so I almost feel like the revolutionary is a little bit of, of this, like, we're against you're a f- you're, these you're f- things. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's a neglect of the facets of God's goodness. Yes. God's grace, God's kindness, uh, God's sovereignty. Yes. Um, yeah. And this last one, I, I just kind of want to make sure we're, we're clear. So you just talked about how uh, we want to be more in the middle, which is different, uh, I think, than the integrationist view. Because um, <laughs> it, it's like, well, if you can't beat yeah. them, join them. It's like, it, it's almost like, doesn't matter the standard you live by right and so like if you um i i think the the thing you're talking about is way closer to um we don't want to it's it's more about being wise versus uh forget it like there's nothing that actually matters like it's it's just it is what it is we don't can't beat them join them like whatever so Those three things were super interesting. And, like, so you – one of the things I really loved on page 65, so the book talks about how Jesus did this and then how Paul kind of took the mantle of culture translation. And there were two parts when he was in Athens and he was speaking uh, to the Athenians. There were two parts – of his explanation that the the book highlights on page 65. He understood their culture instead of being offended by what he learned. He used it to begin a discussion to point them back to God. And two, he knew God so well that he could translate him into a, in a compelling way to both Jews and Athenians. And 
I was just which like the context of that passage. He's in this city, and they've mm. got all kinds of idols. Yes, like their their belief their system. There, there's a bunch of idols that they've got in these temples. Right, and instead of him just, well, yeah, so yeah, that's, that's the context of what you just read as and, far as and his it's response. Like, literally surrounded by evil essentially right when he when he learned about these things he didn't get offended it's like what confidence does he have to have in who god is what kind of like heart does he have to have to like just really be so just curious to because the curiosity comes from i just really want to know how i can engage these people Mm mm-hmm I'm going to use this to help engage them because mm. I, they need to be engaged. And it's like that feels like closer to the attitude of Paul than like y'all are wrong. <laughs> so it's like something just occurred to me that didn't talk about in the book. But when it comes to parents, you know, or youth leaders or anybody working with teens, maybe they're teachers in school. Like Paul, there's an example of him engaging the culture where he's in temples yeah. with other gods. Yep. And he's dialoguing. He's seeking to understand. Mm-hmm. He's logically, rationally talking with them. And it, in Scripture, it gets to the point where they're like, tell us about your God. Like, this right. is curious to us. Right. It's like, boom, shares the gospel. Like, yes. But then there's Jesus who's in a temple with these Pharisees, and he goes berserk on him and flips the tables. Yep. And it makes a whip and starts getting them out of the temple. And they're the ones that are Christian. It's yes. like, so we have examples. And if you're anything like me, you know, listeners, it's like, well, which one should we be? Which one should we be? It's like, right. here's the thing. If you don't understand the culture, yeah, then you shouldn't respond at all. Mm. It's like. You need to y- take a breath. You, you should listen. Yeah. Like Jesus understood the culture, so he knew how to yep. best love the people. Yeah. Paul understood the culture, so he knew how to best love the people. Right. And loving the people, when I say that, it's it's how you listen, it's how you talk, it's how you think about assuming yep. the best, what you know. That's that's the goal. That's what Christ was doing. That's what we're supposed to do. And this is so valuable, and why we're even talking about the book is because engaging the culture and translating it and understanding it is how we know how to respond. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee parents, anybody, again, whoever's listening to this, if you do the work Mm. of seeking to understand, the Holy Spirit's going to help you know how you're supposed to respond, how you're supposed to engage, what you're supposed to say, not say, when to say it. So it takes, it takes work though. Yeah. It takes, it takes work and time for sure. Yeah. Um, which everybody's got, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Loads of time. Um, you know, the the book talks a bit about the process of culture translation. Would you be able to just highlight, like, big – they can read it. They, they can go get the book and kind of do a deep dive. But, like, what, were, what, what are some of the highlights from the actual process that they lay out from culture translation that you think would be helpful? I think that – Again, so there's there's like a systematic approach that they've got that I think is excellent. Um, I'm not always about systems because people need to tailor it, make it their own, but this system you can. Like yeah. it is a biblical approach to seeking to understand people. Like that's yep. it. Yep. And it's really good and you apply it to culture. So a yeah. couple things that if you're going to get the book and read it, you'll understand it more. But if you're not, in culture, what they say is there are artifacts, mm-hmm. and artifacts are anything that exists within a culture that you need to translate mm. and understand. For example, a 
a song, you know, a song off the Billboard charts that your kids know that you don't. It's an artist you've never heard of. It's like, that's not even a name. That's an abbrevi... Like, what? That's... Right. And it's like, yep, that's a person. You can... The actual influencer, the the artist is an artifact. Yep. The song that they made that's tops on the charts is also an artifact. Mm -hmm. Maybe a meme. That's an artifact. Anything that exists within your kid's culture are artifacts. Yeah. And if anything is an artifact in a culture, it could be and should be analyzed right. and, and kind of sought to understand yep. is kind of their point. Yep. So um, when you've got something you're wanting to understand, yeah. um, here's the, here it is. I'll just lay it out real quick. You yep. go and read it more. I love that it's bookended with pray. Yes. So they say pray before, pray at the end. Yep. Uh, so pray, start off. It's like they say go look at – pick a song off the top charts, the, the billboard charts. Yep. And practice. Pray, go listen to the song, watch a music video. You're going to be shocked, but just do right. it. Like your kids, go do it. First thing to do is ask questions. Second thing, do some research. The third is analyze. And that's where they say a lot of the work needs to be done. That's mm -hmm. that's where a lot of the gold is, I think, from the system. That's yep. where we have to take time and put our brain to work about what is good in this, what yes. is missing in yes. this. You know, where does this fall short? What are the overall messages that this is communicating? That's where I think a lot of people fall short as far as parents, grandparents with teens is because unless you ask questions and yeah. unless you do research and understand a song, you're going to make so many assumptions. But mm. the assumptions are based on your culture and your understanding. Yep. Like if you come at it from where your kids are coming at it from, it's going to make so much more sense. Right, right or wrong, yeah. it will make more sense mm -hmm. so you can have a better understanding of where your kids are thinking and feeling yes. and, and like believing about it. So yes. pray, ask questions, research, analyze, um, discuss. Mm. So I really like the discuss because it's not go discuss with your kids about this song mm. that they're listening to that's secular mm -hmm. and it's wrong and it's it's like no no no. Yes. After you do all these things go discuss it with other parents mm -hmm. or other people or pastors or whoever it is and then discuss it with your kids. Yes. Um and I really think that if parents or teachers or whoever is doing this they're going to have such awesome discussion because the kids aren't going to immediately turn off right. because it's like, oh, wow, you know about – wait, you listen to it? Yeah, yeah. You watch – what? Yes. Like that's a little bit weird because it's not an appropriate video. Right. Like, Oh, yeah, yep. watch. And then you come at them like seeking to understand and find out if they've watched it and what they thought about it. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a good discussion yeah. and it's going to be a hard discussion, Yeah, um, I think. So. Yeah, I, I so love – the the line on page 68 um in the discuss section says remember the goal is to train their consciences not oh, to man. be their conscience for That's them i was like so good boom whoa hold on like uh, you know i i have an almost three-year-old daughter you have younger kids and when they're little you you need to uh tell them all right nope not okay yes that's okay not okay this is okay. As they get older, it has to be more of a back and forth about like, well, why is that okay? Get them to reason, get them to think, get them to try to articulate instead of the song just sounds good. Well, okay, absolutely. Why do, like, what does it make you feel? Like, just start diving into it. But the goal is you want to get them thinking mm. not just consuming 
I guess. Um, that was after reading this book. That was one of the things that stood out to me. Yes. Like with a, for reading the book, that yep. alone is you want to train them. Yes. You don't want to just like make them little robots. Right. You want to make it so that when they're eighteen someday, it's like they know how to think. They know God's word. They know their conscience. They know how to listen. They know yes. how to assess. And yes, um, that's that's gold. You want to you want to train them not just in knowledge but in wisdom and mm-hmm. how to apply knowledge. So yeah. you know, at, at middle school camp, we did a lesson. Um, like, okay, some of you have accepted Christ this week. Cool. Now what? Mm-hmm. To be honest. If I could go back and reteach that, I I would because there there was something I feel like I was. You only missing. had you only had how many hours, hours <laughs> to prepare for that at camp? <laughs> yeah, but there there there's something about, and this is something I, I want to talk about a little bit over the summer and then the fall, but just like the beauty of Jesus, the beauty of Christ, the, the how amazing it is to have to be in a relationship with our God and the things that he has created that are good it's the very last sentence in on page 70 if all we ever do is point out what's wrong about the culture and what's bad about what our teens are immersed in is that winsome is this winsome they'll begin to think that God is only against things and people and not mm. for yeah. them yeah and so uh, you know that that's kind of where I'd like to wrap up a little bit. Like, just be thinking about that. Um, yeah. And actually, Aaron, you, you had something, and then I have a couple questions for parents to yeah, think about. Yeah, I wanted to say right before that another nugget. So, if there were two two things from this one chapter, it, the one is about training their conscience, yeah. and yep. the second one is this. It stood out to me as I reread it you know, preparing for this. It's like God is the author and creator of both truth and beauty. Yes. So anywhere we find truth or beauty, yep. no matter how surrounded by falsehood and or ugliness, yes. it's still God's truth right. and God's beauty. Yep. It's like that's a profound thing. Yes. But to be able to see through the ugliness and the falsehood, to find the truth and the beauty that is God's design, even if it's perverted and twisted. Yeah. And it's not that all of a sudden now we can be in a culture and like, oh, we can go watch whatever we want. We can go do whatever we want because right. there's truth and beauty. And it's like, no, no, no. It's redeeming those things yes. by seeing God's truth and beauty, knowing what to keep, knowing what to spit out mm-hmm. and how to engage people who are trapped in that, who right. don't have that ability, who don't have hope, yeah. who are stuck only with the falsehood and hopelessness. And so that's awesome. Two things, yeah. That's huge. So uh, just a couple things, uh, a couple questions I want to leave you all with. Um, One, how well do you know the Bible and God's character? One of the things that Paul did was he knew God so well, he was able to translate him into the culture. So how well do you know the Bible and God's character? Are you humbly curious? Um, Not curious to figure out where are all the errors in this and how can I... uh, trap my kid in their logic it's like no are you just humbly curious like i want to know to engage um what's keeping you from being a culture translator for your teen like what what's stopping you now now that maybe you've heard this podcast maybe you've read the chapter 
what what would stop you? Um, and then the last thing is, what's one thing? What's one thing you can do this week to take steps towards engaging your teen, like this chapter talks about? Mm. Um, one of the things uh, that the book points out, and something that we love, is Access.org has uh, an, a weekly email, and it's also a podcast called The Culture Translator. It's phenomenal. It's awesome. Yep. Listen to it all the time. Um, I'll put a link to it in the description, so I'd say check that out. On that email, so if you're listening to this, your teen's culture is an absolute monster. Like, where do you <laughs> even start? Like, okay, right. I want to do this, but what do I do? Right. The culture translator email that they send That's out is like, point. it's like, oh my goodness. It, it gives you, it's like, hey, here's five things that are things your kids are aware of, or here's what's going on in the culture. Mm-hmm. Start here. Here's like, they're, they essentially tee you up right. with what to digest, yes. what to try to understand and analyze and figure out. Um, and they've got really good links and stuff. First run through of the email you can read in 10 minutes. Super easy, but then they give you all kinds of rabbit trails to find that. Yes. To, yeah, very helpful. Yeah. Go check it out. Yeah. So I'll, I'll have a link to it. Um, and yeah, as always, you know, it's summertime. So be checking your campuses, uh, just communication for summer schedules. And that's it. We love you guys. Have a great week. Hey, thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at the Couch Time Podcast. We'd love it if you would take a moment and leave us an honest five-star rating. Let us know what you thought about the podcast and let us know if there's any topics you would like us to cover. You can comment below or email us at podcast at graceky.org.